Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you, oh God, because you are holy. You are righteous. Father, you are majestic. Father, you are the only one, oh God, that sits high and looks low. Father God, there is absolutely no other name besides you that we can be saved. So Father God, we thank you, oh God, for your amazing power and your works in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and for your blessings over us, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, that you are able to bring us hope, oh God, through even the toughest times, oh God, for such a time as this right now. Oh God, that you strengthened us, oh God, that that you 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 give us insight, oh God, for our purpose, for your purpose, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, for your love and your care, oh God, that you didn't forget about us, oh God, that you didn't allow us to try to figure it out on our own, Father, but you gave us instructions, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God, for your mercy, for your grace, oh God. Thank you, God, that you're always with us and that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us, oh God. We don't have to think about being alone, oh God, because you are with us in the trenches, oh God. When we're high, you're with us. When we're in the valley, uh, you are with us. Thank you, oh God, for your incredible sacrifice that we might have freedom and life in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, oh God, for when we don't thank you enough, oh God, for who you are and for all that you do for us. Oh God, in all that you have given us, help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you afresh in the name of Jesus. Renew our spirit, oh God. Hallelujah. Fill us with your presence, oh God. Fill us with your peace, oh God. Fill us with your joy in the name of Jesus, oh God. For we love you, oh God, like no other, oh God. We love you, oh God, because we need you in such a time as this. Oh God, for this day and every day, oh God. Oh, God, not only right now in our present, but God, in our future, oh, God. We even love you, oh, God, for the sufferings, oh, God, that we've gone through because we know that those sufferings, oh, God, wasn't to kill us, oh, God, but it's to make us strong, oh, God, to build our most holy faith in the name of Jesus, oh, God. And we thank you, oh, God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thank, oh, God, for you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. God, I thank you. Again, thank each and every one of you for joining me on this day, joining me on this marvelous, sanctified, super Sunday, mm -mm -mm. this third third Sunday here in July, uh, we are in the throes of the summer, throes of summer heat, summer weather. We lift up by uh, uh, those who... Are, are 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 going through um, inclement weather, whether it's extreme heat out west or whether it's flooding uh, over the United States, uh, terrible flooding, flooding of record proportions uh, in the world, amen. And we still lift up those who are uh, being uh, suffering through uh, the pandemic, uh, the Delta variant, those who have lost 
loved ones on this week or this month uh, who have just lost loved ones, period, whether it be through uh, or for the cause of a pandemic or for other means, uh, death is death, loss is loss. Amen. So we just lift up those, oh God, uh, all those who are listening. We lift up those who uh, would listen. Uh, lift up uh, uh, you who have need. Uh, we pray that God meet every need. We pray for your strength. We pray, pray for your mental uh, stability. We pray for uh, every area, area that you lack in Jesus' name. And so thank you again for joining me. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing in my life by way of announcement. Um, I uh, just want to thank each and every one of you who sent your love, your congratulations. Um, I graduated on uh, this past Tuesday from uh, Wake County uh, Health and Human Services uh, we, uh, Mindset. It's called Mindset. Uh, it's a life coach, um, nine-week course, and uh, we had graduation on this past Tuesday, and I received my diploma, and I am excited about what God is doing. I Like I always tell you, we are always, um, or should be, always in a position of learning, because learning is how we grow in the things of god and the things of just to better ourselves we should always want to be prospering and be in good health amen and so uh the nine-week course definitely um uh, gave me insight and perspective on some things that i need to do to not only better myself for me my family my children but to be a better leader to be uh, accountable for the things and the decisions that I make. And we should all want to strive for better. And so if you are in school, if you are uh, trying to reach your goal, you know, we congratulate you for your perseverance. We congratulate you for your um, uh, your your get up and go, as, as I so often say. And so I just thank each and every one of you again for your love that you sent uh, uh, towards me, and I am um, returning that. Amen. Uh, also, by way of announcement, um, I want to uh, just again, by through Victory Against All Odds Outreach Ministry, um, I do have more masks uh, for those who have um, come to request masks because you have a ministry and you are doing your own outreach, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you need masks because you're doing outreach and you want to be a blessing in your community, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I have plenty of masks. And that's what it's all about. Again, as I said last week, um, just to give you an update on the family uh, while I'm talking about that. Um, uh, thank you for those of you who have sent prayers, who have sent um, donations. I've certainly sent donations off to the family. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if you are wanting to be a continue to be a blessing, I do have their cash app. Their cash app is dollar sign. It's Tankard, T-A-N-K-A-R-D, the letter J as in Joseph and the number five. So that's dollar sign, 
Tankard J5, T A N K A R D J5. If you would like to be a blessing and donation for the family that lost their home due to fire, please, um, if you would like to um, give a donation or a Walmart gift card or a restaurant card so that they can eat, um, make sure that they have food and, um, you know, and, you know, kind of replacing things that they've lost, clothing and perishables and um, things that they can't replace, memorabilia, pictures and things of that nature. Uh, but if you would like to be a blessing to them, the tankards, please uh, don't hesitate to either cash at them um, or if you uh, want to send a card a gift card donation you can reach out to me and I will give you their personal uh, post office box um, or their phone number and I will be glad to pass that along to them uh, because again as I've often said our our goal and our mission our purpose should always include being helpers one to another as the scriptures uh, and uh, tells us to and that's what Christ's mission was is to be helpers one to another, to esteem each other. When one lacks, uh, we all to come together to lift that person up. Amen, somebody. Um, and again, if you are in need of resources, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at adocministries at gmail.com. Again, that's adoc anointed disciples of Christ, ADOC ministries at gmail.com. Or you may, if you are connected to me, you may reach out to me on Facebook, inbox me. Um, and I will, uh, do my best to assist in whatever way that you need, whether it's a listening ear, if it's advice, if it's a resource, I am available to you. Amen. That is the announcements that I have uh, always um, lifting up my apostle, Apostle Shirley Robinson. Um, continue to lift her up in prayer uh, for strength um, or, and just prayer in general. Um, lifting up my father in the gospel, Apostle Clarence Blunt. Lifting up uh, Dr. Uh, Zellerberry Case and some, um, and, and you, of course, my sister, uh, Prophetess. Sheree Williams lifting her in her travels as well. And all of you, you know, whatever your need is, lifting you up in prayer. Amen. So let us get started. Um, I, uh, you know, as I was praying as to what we're going to do today, what God would want us me to say to you all who are listening to the body of believers, to those who uh, don't know Christ. And he told me this, let's continue um, as we talk about um, because of the suffering part too. And so last week we talked about um, because of the suffering, we uh, came out of Luke 2 and 25. We talked about the consolation of Israel. We read uh, uh, Luke 2, 25. We read 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 11. And we talked about consolation. And we talked about the root word of consolation is console. Uh, to console is to comfort, to alleviate. Um, misery to, or distress of mind and refreshment um, of mind and spirit. Uh, we talked about sinning. Amen, somebody. Um, 
Uh, and we talked about in that pas passage of scripture, we talked about Simeon waiting for the kingdom um, and that he had been waiting for quite a while, um, um, a lifetime even just to, uh, to see Christ, amen. And so my, my word to you uh, was the promises of the gospel may well console the Christian in all the afflictions of life. Amen, someone. And so um, I wanted to kind of continue uh, part two. And so my scripture uh, for today, my opening scripture is coming out of First Peter 4 and 13. And it reads, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Amen. Again, that is first Peter four and 13. And, uh, that is an interesting opening scripture because, uh, it's telling us to rejoice in suffering. Amen. Uh, so my opening question for you today is how do how would you respond, and this is a question for everyone, how would you respond if your family members despised you so much that they abused you or neglected you or even abandoned you literally? So the question is, how would you respond if your family member despised you so much that they abused you, neglected you, or even abandoned you literally? Or how would you feel if you were at work, you're, you're on your job, your boss, who you had faithfully served, served with integrity, was quick to believe a lie about you. And because they believed the lie, subsequently they you got fired. Or even worse, you were arrested or you served time because of a lie. How would you feel? This person that you have served, you've served with integrity, you've been faithful, you served, you came to work, you've got time in, you served 15, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, you are nearing retirement, and all of a sudden, you were lied on. And because of that lie, you're a boss. Without investigating, believe this lie, you got fired or even worse, you got arrested, you served time. How would you feel? Would you feel pain? Would you feel like you were rejected? rejected? Would you feel anguish? Would you feel just absolutely, would you feel hated? Would you, would you, would you be in awe of what has just happened to you? Just no words could express how you feel. Maybe that's just it. Maybe you don't have any words about how you feel because it's, it's, it's a, just a place of being in unbelief or disbelief, I should say, disbelief. Or would you rejoice? Yes, that's what I said. I said, would you rejoice? Would you rejoice if someone abused you, abandoned you, neglected you, got you fired, got you thrown in just uh, jail, you were arrested? Uh, under false pretenses, off of a lie. How could you rejoice? But that's the scripture that we read. It says rejoice in so much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. How, how do you rejoice? How, how, what, what, how do you do such a thing? 
What 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 was Peter saying? How how do you rejoice in the suffering uh, uh, when you've been attacked, when you've been falsely accused, when you've been neglected and abused, when you've been thrown away, when you've been imprisoned? What kind of shenanigans is that? But this is what the scripture tells us. Remember, the scripture gives us instructions about all things in, uh, pertaining to life. If we would read and we would trust God. Amen, somebody. So with that being said, let us go to uh, today's lesson, today's word. Okay, so let us go back to 1 Peter. And I'm going to start at the 12th verse. And we're going to read down to the 16th. Hold on just a minute. I'm multitasking here. Amen. So, 1 Peter, if you get your Bibles, 1 Peter chapter 4, and we're going to start at the 12th verse. And it reads, Beloved, or brothers and sisters, saints and friends, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. So he ain't telling you to just be glad. He said be glad with exceeding joy. You're suffering, but he wants you to rejoice and he wants you to rejoice with exceeding joy. My goodness. Verse 14 says, if you are reproached for the, for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasting, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet, if anyone suffers as Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glory God in this manner, or in this matter. Amen. So again, it says, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody, busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Amen. So, <laughs> suffering for God's glory. He's telling us to rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. How do you do such a thing? So with that, I want to talk about Joseph. Amen. Let's talk about Joseph because clearly... Uh, when I read this scripture, it takes me to uh, uh, talk about Joseph. Now, most of you know about the story of Joseph. I'm not going to dev real deep, but I want to at least read. So get your word again. We're going to go to 
Genesis chapter 37. And I'm going to skim around a little bit. So go to Genesis 37 when you have it. I know you can't, I can't hear you say amen, but say amen. Um, and we're going to skim chapter 37. So starting at the first verse, and we're going to skip around for, for time's sake. So bear with me because you know I love to read the word of God. So Genesis chapter 37 reads, Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flock with his brothers, the sons of Belah and the sons of Zephah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved J Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. Verse four, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Verse five, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. So here we have Joseph, a 17-year-old who was tending the flock with his brothers, and his brothers did not like Joseph. They hated Joseph because Joseph uh, was favored by, by Israel more than than his brothers and he was adorned with a coat of many colors that's that's kind of what we call that an ornate coat um and so uh we're talking about because of the suffering and we're we're talking about so we're going to talk about the contributing factors of why Joseph was hated by his brothers, right? So we know that the hatred was fueled by his brothers. Uh, we we know that uh, Jacob uh, or Israel, Jacob is called Israel. So you'll know that when I say Israel, we're talking about Jacob, uh, which is is his father. Um, so we let, so let's talk about, um, and where I'm going with this is that, uh, we're, we're setting up a scenario where we can relate to Joseph's story because of our position of when we were born or we were hated. You know, I asked the question opening up about being hated by your family. So I'm tying this into Joseph's story. And then we're going to tie this into your story. Amen. So Joseph was hated by his brothers. Amen. And his father gave him a multicolored uh, tunic or a coat, which symbolized his power and his precedence over his brother. So the dream revealed that uh, Joseph had power over his brother. So naturally, because they were older and he was the baby boy, they didn't feel like that was the birth order or that was even fair. Now, Joseph, because of his age, he was unwise in many ways, right? And uh, 
he was naive in his in his youth. But as we go through the story in chapter 37, we see uh, that his brothers were angered by the report of the dreams that Joseph had. Because those those dreams symbolize his authority over them and even over his parents. So Joseph's brothers couldn't even speak to him or speak about him in a civil manner because in their heart of hearts, they hated him. They despised him. They became jealous of him. So in the story, Joseph, uh, it says that Joseph's brothers uh, tended sheep. So let's go back and let's pick up in chapter 37. Let's pick up verse 12 uh, and read. So it says, now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, as you know, your brothers are grazing the flock near Shechem. Come, I am going to send you to them. Very well, he replied, verse 14. So he said to him, go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flock and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. So that's verses 12 through 14. We're going to pick up verse 18. It says, so Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dortham, but they saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see that what comes of his, this, his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, they said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him in this cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. Amen. So, so here we have Reuben who has taken up for his brother. So Joseph had been kept home when his brothers had taken from, uh, had took their father's flock to, to, grazed near Shechem, but Israel became it uneasy because of some things that had already taken place. So Israel became uneasy because um, the history was that Simeon and, Le and Levi killed Shechem and they raped their sister Adina. And so naturally he was uneasy. So he sent Joseph to go check on his brothers because of some past history, because of some things that had taken place. Uh, and this is a place that uh, Jacob had purchased some land. That's in 33 and 19. And you can go read uh, there uh, in your own time. So here we have uh, Joseph who was going to Shimshap to check on his brothers, but the brothers had moved on to Dorthin, which is about 20 miles further to the north and was a little bit more distant. So Joseph had uh, was out of, I guess, what you consider a, a watchful eye. So he sent Jacob, I'm sorry, sent Joseph to go see what was going on to make sure that everything was okay. Blah, blah, blah. All right. 
So now we have Reuben who didn't agree with the plan. So he wanted to spare Joseph's life, but it would seem that his motives were self-serving even then. So the elder brothers of, of Israel's sons, they wanted to not be held responsible for looking after Joseph. And so they plotted to, instead of killing him, they wanted to throw him in this wilderness. They took off his, his coat and they, they threw him down in this, this dungeon. Amen. And so my question again is, what, how do you feel or what would you feel um, or why do you feel that God allowed Joseph to suffer um, and be sold by his brothers into slavery? slavery? Uh, and why do you feel that the Lord allowed this? What was the purpose for allowing Joseph to go through these things? Likewise, my question to you on today is for the sufferings that you have suffered. Have you questioned God as to why God allowed you to have to go through these things? Because Joseph not only suffered being sold into slavery, he, so, he suffered physical, mental, and emotional agony. And I believe that to that God allowed this so that he got so that Joseph could fulfill God's plan for his life. And so what I am saying to you is that God allowed you to suffer, allowed me to suffer some 